Hello, and welcome to the Rooted Living Podcast, a weekly dose of magic exploring eating and living more intuitively, hosted by me, Pandora Paloma, an intuitive living coach and founder of Rooted London. I am on a mission to change the way we talk and think about bodies, weight, and food. I know that when we change how we are living, we can transform our relationship with food. This podcast explores self-love, female empowerment, body neutrality, and eating and living intuitively. Welcome to Rooted Living. For my second podcast in this series, I am thrilled to have the lovely Tamara Aka Wolf sister joining me. Tamara is a crystal healer, Reiki master, tarot reader, and most recently she is author of The Crystal Code, which launched in October 2008. We discuss Tamara's very own personal journey with her disordered eating, the shadow of disordered eating, which came as part of that, and we discuss coming out of the spiritual closet. Now, of course, there would be no talking to Wolf Sister without talking about her favourite ways to use tarot cards and, of course, crystals. It also wouldn't be a Rooted Living podcast if we didn't talk about intuition, which, of course, we did. So without further ado, I welcome the lovely Wolf Sister. So welcome, Tamara. Thanks, Pandora. (laughs) So in your own words, please tell me a little bit about what you do. So what do I do? So I um, use all of the tools that you've just mentioned in my very long job title to help people find a deeper connection with themselves and to unlock their potential, Um, whether it's through like one to one-to-one sessions whether it's teaching them reiki or through the workshops and like moon ceremonies that i lead um everything that i do is kind of aimed to give people the tools to connect with themselves and their intuition so that they can get to know themselves better and also to trust trust what's right for them um a lot of the time we have so much programming around what we should be doing or what's expected of us um and thinking that things are linear and we kind of when we when we think that everything's like x plus y equals z we end up tripping up quite a lot and we cut ourselves off from a lot of other opportunities and like sometimes support um so kind of getting people to sort of just drop in and feel into what will support them or maybe tuning into the little nudgings that their intuition is trying to show them so that they can maybe go find another way that might ultimately be easier yeah absolutely and what do you think is sort of the biggest challenge that you see with your clients in terms of not being able to unlock that potential I think just not trusting it um trusting that they know the answers and because everybody is very everyone's aware of that little voice but they're so quick to dismiss it because maybe it's because it's a little little voice and I think our intuition isn't always the loudest voice in our head in our head it's it's got nothing to prove it's just like I'm here when you need me um but I think this would be great if you did it if you don't then I'm still here when you need me um 
so kind of I think a lot of people it's just trusting it again it's like programming and believing that things are possible like that's possible because sometimes again like our intuition might take us down a path that isn't well trodden and isn't something that we've done before which is scary so we're not necessarily like not as it's not as easy to trust it because we we haven't seen that work out for us before um so we kind of end up playing it safe but um yeah I think just kind of like giving space to the things that are coming up for us um can open up so much as well yeah absolutely I call that voice Meggie Nancy (laughs) and I I talk a lot about kind of boosting (laughs) Meggie Nancy she sits on the shoulder but I think there is a lot (laughs) exactly and I know Project Love call it um they're like she's she's part of the shitty committee yeah and, and, you know, it, I think that, that negative voice does stop you kind of living, you know, ultimately that kind of best life. I think, you know, um, it, they're really there to kind of protect you, you know, yeah. don't do that. Negative Nancy, she's just, she's just a bit wounded, isn't she? <laughs> she's just, yeah. like, it's like, negative Nancy, do you want a hug? Like, yeah. well, what do you need? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And and I talk a lot with my clients about kind of trusting in that inner child. And a lot of the time, Negative Nancy might be, your mum or it might be the voice of you know the voice of your mother or the voice of your inner child that's saying oh don't do that because what if this happens and actually you kind of almost need to tell her don't worry you know we're safe I've got your back um yeah and I think trust is is huge especially with intuition because it you know it's that sixth sense it's not something you can research or Mm. you know have a scientific paper on because you know it's so different for everybody yeah Um, yeah and that's the thing I think because also when we work intuitively it's we are kind of working psychically and there are different psychic senses so for some people their intuition may come through like in their dreams or it may come through as that gut feeling or that kind of little whisper and it's getting to know what that means to you um because it might not be a little voice it might just be that kind of that like a, a physical reaction in your body to something yeah Exactly. Um, or it might be seeing signs everywhere for something um so yeah getting to know what you how your intuition wants to speak to you because like I said it, how it speaks to me might be very different to how your intuition speaks to you so kind of yeah just tuning in to the different channels yeah absolutely absolutely now obviously I work in intuitive eating and living and I know you've had a tricky relationship in the past with food mm-hmm. um and so I'd love it if you could sort of you know share a bit of um share a bit of information on that yeah uh, so oh my gosh like where do I like do I like rewind to the beginning <laughs> where do you start um I'd had a tricky relationship from being a teenager um and I think it kind of started off with kind of um not not wanting to eat and then it kind of evolved into kind of a binge purge cycle um and it was something that I'd had it kind of was a little like I kind of used to always think oh it's like this shadow this little demon that would just come out and pounce on me and you know when things are just going good and you're like when's it gonna pounce out and get me um and I used to have so much guilt around eating um, so like if I would go out for dinner with friends, um, I would just, yeah, you know, just the anxiety of like being out of eating and I'd end up eating more than I would want to, mm-hmm. because I think also I had this association with food being comfort. Um, so 
yeah it's all kind of yeah it, it went on for a long time and then it kind of like I said I'd have like a year when my life felt good and I'd be okay and kind of I'd think that I was free of it but like I said it always felt like there was a shadow there um and then I would have like something would happen like maybe like I'd break up with a boyfriend or work was really stressful um and it would just trigger me and I'd have this kind of like it would kind of restart this cycle um and then what had happened was when I was um 20 like 27 28 broken up with this guy and like my like believe me I just come back worse than ever I was really unhappy and was just kind of in uh, just I was just a mess but like on my externally like my outside world like it was oh she's so bubbly she's so happy she's traveling to Ibiza all the time and she's doing this and she's doing that but actually inside I was just like I really don't like myself and I'm really unhappy um and then I just got to this point where I was like there's got to be more to life than this and also if one day I want to have children or actually meet someone I don't want to keep bringing this to the table um and I also realized that the kind of common denominator with all the kind of car crash relationships I was finding myself in was me. Um, and so I kind of really just had this lightning bolt epiphany of like, oh, I need to do the work on myself. <laughs> if I want these things to change, like I need to do like change it myself. And I had tried counseling when I was um, like when I was an, a teenager, I think I must have been about 15 16 when I was having it then and I think I just wasn't ready for it um at the time and then um when I was yeah when I was 28 then I ended up going to the doctors um just and kind of explained what's going on and she wanted to put me on antidepressants and um I again I'd been on antidepressants when I was like quite a young teenager and I just said like I'd, I'd rather not that not be my I'd rather not do that um could I just could she put me in touch with like refer me to a counsellor and her she was kind of quite her response was if if you don't want to help yourself I can't help you when I turned down the antidepressants and I'm not saying like antidepressants can be really supportive for some people Mm. so I'm not dismissing them but for me at that time I just had this really strong feeling that I need this is my time to deal with it because for me, if I was going to take antidepressants, I was just, and I think what happened when I'd gone on them before, it just masks it. And also for me, I just kind of felt quite numb when I was on them before. And I was just like, I just want to deal with it now because I don't want to have to deal with it later. Like I'm done, yeah. with, I'm done with this. Like I'm going around these circles. Like I just want to deal with it. And antidepressants um, will treat the symptom, but they won't go to the root cause. And exactly. if the root cause is not treated, then, you know, how do you overcome it? So yeah. And for some people, like they, they're, they're if they're having like really extreme anxiety and they've got those going on, like sometimes you do just need something to take take the edge off of it. Um, but it's 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 all down to the individual and what feels right for you. Um, and like I said, I just was like, I just want I just don't want to end back up here. I just want to deal with it now. And um, so she'd referred me to a counsellor, and um, that was really that it was good but it was full on because we were bringing everything up um but I was really lucky it was I'd got referred to a counsellor through Mind, like the charity and it was really interesting because like she rung me up and then she's like oh it's gonna be 40 pounds an hour um and at the time I was like I can't afford that and I was just like oh I'm trying to help myself and but I can't afford 40 pounds a week to have this counselling and then she called me back and she's like oh sorry I didn't like I got it wrong um because of your situation um 
I think because it was, and they were doing some kind of research around eating disorders. It was, I think it was like 20 pounds an hour or something like that in the end. So I was like, yeah, I'll like, I can go for it. And then, um, yeah, I did that and then just started exploring alternative therapies because I think before I've, I've always been spiritual and always worked with like had crystals in my life and done different things, but it was very much in the spiritual closet. And I think back then, like society really dismissed all of like things like that. Um, but I think from being in Ibiza, um, like being around people that are a lot more open minded, I was like, I'm just going to go for it because all of these mainstream stuff just hasn't been working for me um, and I've got nothing to lose. So I started going to yoga and I wasn't very good at yoga and I'm still not great at yoga but the thing that I was really good at was like the savasana and then like, who isn't good at that and then um I then I that's when I kind of got into meditation and started re- meditating regularly um and it just changed the way that I felt I just felt a lot less anxious um and then I went to um it's interesting because I'd gone to Burning Man thinking I was going to have this like spiritual awakening and I didn't it was just like it wasn't like it was great but it wasn't what I thought it was going to be and then I ended up coming back and having a reading with a psychic um and I was like and we were talking about different things and I was like oh yeah thinking about having some Reiki to get my chakras balanced and at the time I didn't even know what it meant but it's just like it just felt it just felt like what I needed and she and she says me, no you need to be attuned for it um you need to be able to do it for yourself like all the time um so I was like, okay and then looked into it and then I had my Reiki attunement and it just speed tracked like fast tracked like my healing process and like my triggers whereas like before I was going to my count like therapist and was being like oh, every week like this is this has triggered me or that's triggered me and then when I'd got after I'd had my Reiki attunement it was just like we, I just went there and oh, nothing's really triggered me <laughs> like nothing's and like I haven't had like I haven't had a kind of haven't sort of binged and purged and like that um that urge wasn't really there and she was like where do you what do you think's like changed and I was just like uh could it be that I've been Reiki attuned and it was just yeah and it just kind of went from there really oh it's so lovely actually my next question was going to be you know did Reiki play a part in this and how mm. and um you've just inspired me to do some Reiki on myself actually. yeah uh, doing it like daily like regularly it does make such a difference yeah, completely and I think there is that element of I think certainly it's it's wonderful to hear that you took sort of a you know a holistic um practice to transition from making you know to make peace with food in your body mm-hmm. um, and I certainly found that actually my journey was sort of similar you know past the Reiki but yoga definitely for me was one of those aha because I started to actually really feel into my body Mm. um and you're right you know the shavasana at the end like just that quietening the mind just had such a huge impact on my journey um and it's funny you say about burning man because I I went to India for two weeks on my own Mm. thinking you know I was going to do an eat pray love and um came back and I was like yeah no still feel really lost guys not really yeah. I feel super chilled but and actually yeah. it was funny you know it was very recently you know after that that I got offered something that was freelance and then I yeah I started doing my nutrition training so you know obviously it, things had it all leads into the work doesn't it exactly exactly and that really is kind of where you know intuition comes into practice doesn't it it's sort of that mm do you know what I think I might go to India and you don't really know why you've started thinking about it but it leads to this and this and this and this Mm. so talk to me about intuition you know obviously it's huge in your practice so how do you kind of cultivate awareness of your intuition and and use it as a daily practice 
it changed like it changes all the time um like at the beginning it was very much like meditation um and putting tarot cards and working with crystals um and um like lately over the last sort of like month or so I've been doing um actually I've been doing it for the I've been doing journaling more since over the last year which has really helped but this for since the new year I've been doing it like consistently every day and it's just like defogging me and it's just helping me get clearer on things and take action so like little I it's just kind of making me a clearer channel for things to like come through but um sometimes like my intuitive like hits come when I'm like on the bus or if I'm walking through the park or um like if I'm doing Reiki on my like Reiki on myself or crystal healing like I said it's all quite there it comes in lots of different ways but I always I know that when I'm like super super busy and I'm not slowing down or making time for myself like I won't get any hits um so kind of yeah it's kind of like an everyday process of just like just checking in like and also like asking like what will support me today um and feeling into that and also just feeling into yeah what's coming through but like I said doing the journaling's really helped me just get things out of my head Mm -hmm. because I think meditation is great for kind of creating that stillness but sometimes after you've meditated all of that stuff's still there yeah and waiting so doing the journaling just really helps and like doing it daily it just keeps on you're just clearing and clearing and clearing um and I was kind of because it's from a book called The Artist's Way. So I've been doing some of the exercises in that. I'm like, why am I doing that? Do you know I mean? Like, I'm doing this every day. Like, what's coming? Like, what's coming through? But actually, in the last like week, I'm like, my dreams have been so much more vivid. And like I said, I've been having as I'm writing things out, I'm having ideas for things and actually actioning it um, and knowing my next step again. Because a lot of the time, we have these things that are just floating around, and we're like, well, how do I make that happen? And we're like we don't give ourselves space to process it so yeah doing that's been like really helping me but just getting to know like what what my intuition and sometimes like getting to know my intuition is like when I've ignored it yeah <laughs> I'm like, and it's it's annoying and it's frustrating it it can make you feel quite angry she's like I knew and I think that's why like even in the past when I've like broken up with guys and it's just like that anger at the, the relationship breaking down but it's just like oh gosh actually I'm more angry the anger is coming from my is actually towards myself for ignoring my intuition it's nothing to do with that person it's just what I've projected onto them and what I wanted them to be more like or the 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 where I kind of hoped the relationship would go but it didn't if that makes sense yeah, no absolutely and I think journaling is you know just such a way I kind of call it brain dumping but it's mm. sometimes I don't even read the things back to myself or sometimes no I, I don't yeah. but yeah but other times it's quite nice to to kind of think actually is that how I really feel you know yeah. it gives you that opportunity to reflect which I think can be so difficult in the yeah. world that we live in and I had a client yesterday actually who was like can I not just think about it in my head I was like <laughs> It's not quite the point of journaling. Yeah, um, yeah. We, we do enough of that as it is. Exactly. It's about sort of, you know, getting it out. And even if it's just one word on post-it notes that you put in the wall in front of you to sort of just, yeah. you know, just get, yeah, get it out. Um, we're just being honest with ourselves as well, because a lot of the time when we're around other people, if they're like, how are you? We're like, yeah, I'm fine. Or like, everything's good. You just, you just, we're not always kind of that open to like be totally honest 
with how we're feeling. And sometimes we don't want to be totally honest with ourselves with how we're feeling. Um, but yeah, I think having that space on the page just let, allows us to be um, just honest with ourselves and uh, like, dare I say, like authentic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, absolutely. absolutely. Which helps us feel more connected. It's like, how, how can we expect ourselves to be intuitive if we don't know ourselves? Yeah, exactly. And we don't give ourselves permission to be fully honest with how we're feeling. Yeah, and, f- and allow yourself space to really yeah. think about how you're feeling, mm. you know. Um, what's your, you know, what's your favourite way to use tarot for someone who just wants like a quick, you know, daily kind of ritual? What would you recommend? I would like one card and then again do a bit of journaling because what that what happens a lot of the time is that a lot of people are like, right, I want to get into reading the tarot and they'll get a gorgeous deck and they'll have the guidebook. So they'll pull a card and then they'll go straight to the guidebook. And then they'll be like, oh yeah, that kind of feels vaguely familiar. Um, and then that's it. Or like, and then carry on with their day. But you're not reading the card. You're just reading the translation of it. Um, and the cards are so kind of multi-dimensional. So I always say kind of pull the card and you can do it with Oracle cards as well. It doesn't have to be with tarot cards, but you can pull a card and then just spend some time looking at the image on the card, like what things are jumping out at you. What is, if there's a figure in the card, what are they doing? What does this, if it's a landscape, what does it, does it look kind of bright and sunny? Does it look moody? Um, is there, yeah, is there action in it or is it quite still? Is it um, like really looking and reading the card or is there a color that's jumping out at you that makes you think of something or a word that it, um, a word that comes through as you're looking at it? And then do some journaling about that card and what that card could mean for you. Yeah, not just reading the description and going, oh, no, no. Yeah, because then you don't do anything. And you could do, you could, you could read the description if you're completely new. It's like, right, you can use the description as your kind of stabilizers or, you know, when you're bowling and you've got the things on the alley (laughs) that stop you, stop your ball going down the side. Um, you could you read the read what it means and then think take one sentence out of that and then journal from there and like what does that mean to me yeah yeah and what's your thoughts on so I I have a tarot deck actually in my office and I I pull cards mm. I kind of get into it daily and then I sort of perhaps I'm away from my desk for a week and forget um but sometimes I always think oh if I pull the card and it's the wrong way around then that feels like it's going to be something negative is that always the way or I personally don't read, I just put them all the same direction. And because even a pos- even if it's up the right way round, it can still have a shadow. Everything has a shadow aspect. Right. So it's kind of looking at the kind of like, okay, this is like, and we all have a shadow. And I think a lot of the time, especially say like for me, when I had like with my eating disorder, like my eating disorder is my shadow. And I tried to push it away and push it away and push it away. And the more that I tried to push it away, the louder it got, and the more tr- the easier I would be to be like it was. I'd be triggered more easily by things. Whereas when I started to make friends with my eating, like eating disorder, and be like, okay, like what do I need? What is that coming? Like what's coming? A bit like negative Nancy, yeah. rather than being like go away, negative Nancy. It's like, babe, do you need a hug? Like what's going on for you? Um, so kind of like really with tarot cards, like you can look at the reverse aspect, but. Um, I would like always say just kind of like feel into what's coming up for you at that time. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. Um, thank you. And let's, should we talk about crystals, Mara? Talk to me about crystals, babe. <laughs> what do you want to know, babe? <laughs> oh, anything. When did you get into crystals? 
Um, so I got into crystal. I've always been into crystal since I was a kid. Like the first like crystal I ever bought was from the Natural History Museum. Um, unbeknownst to me, like what what it was all about, I was just like, oh. And it was funny because I've never been. I don't know. I was never a pink girly girl, but I chose a piece of rose quartz and just kept it everywhere that I went, um, like with me, and would always like sleep with it. And it wasn't like now I'm old. I'm like, oh my gosh, of course I chose rose quartz because like, I was going through like my mum and dad had got divorced, and there was like a lot of kind of like separation anxiety going on and different things for me. So that was kind of yeah, it's quite interesting to to reflect back on that. Um, and then I'd kind of when I was a teenager I started re- was reading magazines and there was like this love spell and that if you wore a garnet ring then you would get a boyfriend and like at 13 or 14 of course I wanted a boyfriend because like that was just gonna validate me um well that's how I thought do you know I mean? that's what you think that's how my like 13 year old tomorrow I used to think um so I got this ring and then I got a boyfriend just like, oh my god this stuff works and I used to have um a piece of tiger's eye for like confidence because like I had I was like bullied at school so they're kind of like coming in and out of my life and then like I said when I was in my 20s having anxiety like I'd always be drawn to amethyst um and um when I had was having a lot of changes and I was moving around a lot moonstone um was the one that I was drawn to and I'd always like gift them to people just because I was really drawn to them and kind of felt like they were doing something for me but I didn't quite know what Mm. um and then it wasn't until I um, went and I'd, I'd been going to like different crystal workshops and signed up for some on, like did some online courses. And it wasn't until I went to Bali to be an apprentice to a shaman there. And then we really spoke about um, the spirits in everything and in, in nature, in the plants, like in water and the earth and like everything around us and kind of how we can connect with that more. And then when I started connecting with spirits and actually collaborating with them saying like what how can I be more like this crystal like how can I see my life through the lens of this crystal that I'm drawn to so much started to open up and change rather than just having these crystals and being quite passive like all right I want to you know I want to feel more confident or I want to be protected from that person's energy I'm going to put this crystal in my bra um it was very much more kind of it became what do I need to do to feel protected Mm -hmm rather than expecting it all to be on the crystal or if I if I need some more abundance in my life what keeping that crystal close by but like what can I how can that crystal support me to take action towards that yeah that's lovely um one of my coaches actually talks about um faith plus action equals miracles and yeah I, oh, wow. and I love that because I think it's so often you know if you hear this kind of the words of like manifesting and abundance in in our world prevalently and, mm-hmm. and I think well absolutely I think it's great to have the vision of where we want our life to go but you're so right you can't just say I'm going to have this crystal and it means I'm going to be abundant like actually what does abundance mean to you and what action needs to be taken to not not just feel a more abundant but to actually be more abundant um and also like all crystals will bring out um say amethyst no citrine is like a famous one for abundance um but also like rose quartz could be abundance as well because love is abundance um and again checking in with and I think that's the thing that now with there was just so many I just see it all the time on like adverts come up on social media and different things of like success strategies and six figures and increasing your Instagram followers and all of this and it's just like is that success like is that what's gonna make you happy yeah. and when yeah. I started to really think like well what does success mean to me and then actually thinking 
we're actually not that far off, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I'm like, I'm kind of working, like working hours that feel flexible for me. I've got the freedom to kind of be spontaneous or like yesterday I was like, oh yeah, I can just, I'm going to book a massage because I can, and I've got some time off and I've worked really hard. Like that's to me success mm, mm, rather than, oh, I've got this many followers and that, you know, like I've got this, like I'm earning all of this money. It's just like, well, sometimes we can, can overshoot the mark when actually success can be so much closer. Yeah, absolutely. So make, make life work for us. Yeah. Um, and it, I, you know, I absolutely, I'm such a, yeah, such an advocate for goals and visions, mm. but actually, you know, you're balancing that with just the living, you know, really allowing yourself yeah. to live each day. Yeah, and then checking in with like what your goal like are your goals the goals that you want or because everyone is saying six figure earn six figures yeah. or what you think get this many have. get this many followers. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, is that do you want that because you actually want that and that's gonna support your lifestyle, or do you want that because actually you're just seeing it everywhere and that's what you think that that means that will make you successful? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think I, I sort of used to have money goals quite a lot and, and I sort of, it's in some ways it's taken sort of the back seat and I'm now really about how many women do I want to work with? How many yeah. women do I want to support this year? And if mm-hmm. I can reach that goal, then the, the money's secondary. And actually I learn a lot from my husband because he, whenever we talk about kind of, you know, what do you want in life? He's like, I just want to be healthy and happy. He's like, because if I'm healthy and happy, then I will be successful. If I'm not, if I'm unwell, then I won't be able to do my job. So he sees it in a very, in a, in a really kind of kind way. And I think it's, it's yeah. always interesting to think about actually, you know, what does success look like and what do you need in order to be successful? Well, we probably mm-hmm. do need to be healthy and happy for yeah. long-term success. You know, I'm pretty sure you could have short-term success, um, mm. but you might get yourself sick and would it necessarily keep you, yeah. keep you happy? Probably not, you know? Yeah. Um, Okay, well, what what crystal would you use to cultivate your connection with intuition? Um, moonstones, like my go for me personally, like my go to for cultivating my intuition, because sim- like like how I said earlier, like when I'm moonstone really reminds me to have that balance of rest and work, mm. um, and because I have got, and I always say that um, moonstones kind of the crystal for kind of overachievers and perfectionists and that when you have got that tendency it's really hard to switch off and just think I've just got to keep going and I've got that's not quite right and you maybe just don't put it out there yet or you just keep keep on it or keep pushing yourself in other directions to kind of want to really bring that success closer but actually I've kind of like learned that the more I relax it's a bit like waiting for a phone to ring isn't it you're just sitting there waiting and waiting like doing everything and then the phone doesn't ring and then as soon as you kind of oh, I'm just gonna have a day off I'm gonna go over here and do that and forget about it the phone mm-hmm. rings um so and also again like our intuition like our intuition comes to us like in those spaces in between um like when we're doing something like brushing our teeth or <laughs> we're in the shower or chopping up some cabbage (laughs) like we're in that kind of like in that kind of relaxed space but of kind of like not doing nothing but not doing yeah absolutely Um, like moonstone really just kind of reminds me to kind of like really having have those cycles because if you've got those cycles of kind of um like rest and action then there's a space in between Whereas if you're constantly go, 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 there is no, there, there is no in between except for burnout. That's, that's the only destination yeah. to like constantly hustling. Um, so getting to know like, and also Moonstone, it really gets us to tune in with up to, into our feelings. And also that that's the, that's the way that we get to know 
when we need to rest, like our body will start to give us signs, whether we're getting ill or we're just feeling super tired. Um, like our bodies will tell us when we need to rest. And also our bodies will tell us, give us like help us tune into intuitive like hits and things yeah, as well. I really love that. So yeah. So yeah, that's like Moonstone's like my one for that. But, um, but sometimes some for someone else, I always say to people like go for the crystal that you're drawn to because your way, your their entry points to intuition might be different to mine, uh, or the thing that's blocking them from their intuition might be different to mine. So I always say like what you can do is you could go to like a crystal shop and just be like and just take a few moments before you go in and think right I'm open to finding a crystal that will support me to connect and trust my intuition. Mm. And then see which one you're drawn to, because then that can be an indicator of what's blocking you. Because, again, like I was saying earlier, like some of us will be like everybody's intuitive. It's not like this kind of like, yep, you get it. No, you don't. Everybody is intuitive. But we all have different. We all have different relationships with it. So for someone, it might be like they are very intuitive, but they've had some things that have happened in their life where it stopped them from trusting their intuition. Mm. So it might be something else. They might they might need something like um, um, citrine or rose quartz to kind of help forgive the past and give them the confidence to trust their intuition again. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of like different, but yeah, I'd love like if anyone like does that to sort of yeah ask that question and before they choose a crystal and then let me know what one they got. I'd love. To. And where would you recommend buying crystals? um there's like low um there's um so I sell crystals and I've got my online shop and I'm kind of like adding more and more all the time um you've got more and more places are selling crystals now she's lost control um in Homerton like they sell crystals and they sell crystals online as well um and there's a lovely lady called Scientia um she is I think she's at Portobello Notting Hill Market or Portobello Road Market weekends and she has an online shop um I'm trying to think who else um and then you've got Mysteries in Covent Garden Buddha on a Bicycle which is also in Covent Garden and then Watkins Bookstore but I have got a a little um blog on my website that's got crystal places as well amazing I think girl's gonna be getting herself some moonstone definitely part of the overachievers club although I have to say probably having my daughter I've really had to like things have definitely shifted I'm like do you know what no I'm only working these days and those days I am not gonna work because that's it you know you sort of perhaps learn to kind of create boundaries and know to be able to I kind of I I say with my clients I want you to try and learn to underachieve now and again (laughs) you know just (laughs) that that real like overachiever perfectionist it's like where can you let some things go because you'll start to realize that it doesn't really matter you know just no well I had it when um my book was coming out and I was just burning myself out and I was just like I've got to do everything because if I don't do everything like the book isn't going to be a success and like then like you know like what like and just having I don't even know and it was just out of a from a fear place and I've just actually realized that I'm doing everything it's not feeling great and actually I don't feel like I'm getting anywhere um and then I kind of just really tuned into where that was coming from again it was like just that fear and not trusting that it could happen another way um and I think again like thinking that we have to do everything for something to be a success like I'm not saying like right you have an idea and then you just sit in your pajamas and just be like oh yeah the universe is going to sort it out it is taking action but also um 
like have having that balance and um I kind of came up with this affirmation it's like it's safe for me not to do everything because it's already aligning for me yeah, that's and as soon as I started working with that it just opened up so many doors for me um and another one there's what I'd really recommend that I worked on with last year is a flower remedy by Alexis Smart called Unburden mm. and yeah that was like I love her um remedies but that really helped like yeah that really helped and what me. was your affirmation again it's safe for me not to it's safe for me not to do everything because it's already aligning for me that's so nice because also we don't know what that's the thing like that's why I love working in the tarot because it kind of helps you see the bigger picture because we get into this energy where we just can't see the wood for the trees we're just like I need to do this this needs to happen and we just close ourselves off and it's as if we just like I say this to a lot of my tarot clients because I'm just like oh my gosh you're just literally just facing into one corner of the room and you're not seeing all of the stuff that's going on around you if you just turned around actually you think oh yeah I could do this I could do that or actually if I have a break that because I know that that's coming to me but because you're just kind of focused in that corner you just can't you're limited to what you can see um so and the thing is sometimes it's like we don't realize like again like thinking about right I need to do an Instagram post and it needs to have this many likes but actually I need like to connect with one person that could that could be the person that you need and it might have been an Instagram post that you actually posted a year ago that you, you completely forgot about but then someone gets in touch with you because they'd see like it takes them that time exactly. again it's not linear thinking I'm ready this needs to happen other things need to ha- happen also like I said we don't know that things that have kind of come into place that are behind the scenes for yeah, us exactly and, and you know I think certainly this idea of ease like I'm literally looking at my vision board that's in front of me now and there is visibility and growth but there's also love and ease and support mm. you know yeah. it's like we can we can trust in that that you don't have to be there's an amazing meme that I that I found on Instagram that I posted once and it was like we've got this idea that we've got to be grinding and hustling every day and it's like mm-hmm. that's not what success means for me like I want to be able to finish yeah. at five every day and pick up my daughter and have a nice dinner and be able to switch off in the evenings to enable vibrancy the next morning versus you know constantly grinding and actually never feeling like I'm getting anywhere um because I'm yeah. so sort of tunnel vision it, you're so right you know looking at, at everything around you and what's and I think certainly what's working you know like abundance mm-hmm. and gratitude like what's what have you already got and how can you kind of cultivate more of it it's hard I know like when my book came out and the book came out and it ends up being like really stress like stressful time and like my I think just because my attention just need, at that time it needed to be in lots of different places and um like I wasn't really getting on with my boyfriend and like my cat had got ill <laughs> having to spend like a fortune on like her getting better and like it was just it was just all going on I remember like so many people were, like you're killing it you're killing it and you're like, oh my god like I do not feel like I'm killing it right now um but then actually like you say like yesterday it's like oh yeah I gave myself a day off and I went for a massage no one can see that that's going on but I'm like I am killing it yeah <laughs> like, yeah it's funny isn't it the um what does yeah. Lucy, Lucy Sheridan call it? She's like, somebody else's, no one shows the scrapbook. They always show the kind of, you know, the the final photo album. And there's there's so oh. much in that, actually. Um, it can yeah. be quite challenging, I think, to know how much to share on social media platforms when things like that are going on. Mm. Because, yeah, it just always feels like a bit of a grey area. Yeah. And also if we're still processing it mm, as well. Exactly. Sometimes we just need a little bit more time to go through. I've certainly mm. had that recently. It took me a couple of weeks to post something that had happened quite, mm. you know, such a big impact on me. But I was like, I didn't really know 
what to say or how to say it so it's taken me two weeks but here I am um and I think that's totally okay you know what works for for one person will be very different to the other um now just sort of coming back to sort of intuitive eating and kind of body acceptance and beauty standards what do you think needs to shift Mm -hmm. in society I suppose for women to be more accepting of their bodies but obviously the work that we do more accepting of themselves and, and that potential that they do have I think that because it's something that I've been kind of like going like working so I'm think am I going to be 35 next month in March well I've forgotten how old I am but I think I'm going to be 35 next month in March and this kind of like just beauty standards of just like aging as well and it's not just like and we, I just don't think that we see enough in the media around us of kind of like diverse ages body shapes um just people just natural as they are um and it's like hard because there are so many like women that are in like I was um speaking to some friends like and they were like just 30 or like not even 30 yet and they were already talking about having Botox and it's just like give us girls women a chance that don't want to do all of that stuff because it kind of I don't know it's kind of like you don't need that and it's it's hard to kind of I don't know like seeing things I think if we saw more diversity there wouldn't be as much pressure whereas actually I guess it's a bit like showing the show reel isn't it we were saying like with the scrapbook, book it's like all right, we're just seeing everyone looking immaculate all the time and kind of um even like I saw someone the other day and it's like she was like oh yeah people that have worked out their angles and things it's just like there is so much pressure but yeah I think if we saw more diversity in and just more natural yeah. form that isn't airbrushed I think that it would make yeah I remember having like some photos done like, a few years ago she airbrushed me I was like oh my god I look like an alien like not that I'm like I not that I love like not like oh yeah I love my face I don't need to be airbrushed but I was like I look I feel like I look better without airbrushing um but yeah I think it's just tricky because it's just there's just so many airbrushed or people that have had um face would you call it an enhancement yeah. but like Botox <laughs> um, and things but and not to say that there's anything wrong with it but it just I think it just adds more pressure and also maybe that people that aren't again like aging or with their bodies like I think it's so great because there is more like body positivity and there are um like incredible women out there like again that like, there's more like that you that it, it is more accessible to see diverse body shapes and things but I guess we just don't still don't exactly. see enough of it I think the aging process is inevitable like you can fight it all you want but yeah. sorry guys <laughs> girls and guys like we're all aging you know and I think actually yeah, it's, exactly. even if you accept it and I notice this even with myself and certainly I see it day in day out with the clients but I accept myself mm. but a lot of people around me yeah don't accept that I accept myself or don't accept themselves therefore they project that onto me and I think that can be really difficult you know I've got a lot of clients who are like you know I actually really like myself but you know it's my mother-in-law that thinks that I should lose weight or it's so and so that thinks I should look different and you sort of think well who are these people to be judging or you know projecting their stuff onto you and and that I think is you know something that needs to be shifted um Mm, so finally if there were one tip you could give to women um to you know really unlock that potential um and become more attuned with themselves what would it be 
I think like I say this like, again and again just every day like ask yourself what will support you and rather than just kind of oh yeah like that's a nice idea <laughs> I take action on it <laughs> um even if it's a little thing or if it is just like yeah have that chocolate bar it's just like just have it but give yourself permission to like I'm giving myself permission to have this because I think sometimes it's the guilt around and it's not just around food but doing anything yeah. for ourselves um yeah. is what holds us back but it's just like I choose I mean I, I'm, I'm choosing this because actually by supporting myself I can support other people in a in a much um stronger exactly. way give your give yourself permission to apply for that job give yourself permission to ask that yeah. that girl out uh, give yourself permission to you know yeah. just uh, yeah ultimately exactly. and, also, and, and not having attachment to it either it's not like I'm gonna do you know it's like all right I'm gonna do this to support myself because it's gonna make me have this or it's gonna make that happen it's just like no attachment this is gonna support me right now I don't care the outcome but this is what I need right now yeah um yeah, and like I said, and like you said, just going for it because that's that's half the battle, isn't it? Well, that's it. That's the finale from us. Give yourself permission. Yeah. So lovely, Tamara. <laughs> where can people find you? Um, so on Instagram's where I normally hang out, and that's um, um, at Wolf Sister, but it's underscore underscore Wolf Sister, and then my website is www.wolfsister.com. Amazing! I will put those in the um section of the podcast. Tamara, thank you so so much. It's been such a pleasure Thanks talking to you. I know, I know. <laughs> we'll have to do round two another time. Um, lovely. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> Wow, what an incredibly wonderful woman Tamara is. I hope you have enjoyed listening. As much as I enjoyed recording that podcast, I am super thrilled to be able to go and have dinner with Tamara in a couple of weeks. If you haven't already got Tamara's book, I will be leaving details of the crystal code and how you can order it in the show notes. And if you have enjoyed this podcast and would like to leave a review, I would be extremely grateful. Tune in in the next couple of weeks where I will have the next Rooted Living podcast guest. Thank you.